Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And it is still sports time as we are talking week nine, nine in the National Football League. Halfway point. Uh, here we go. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce. And joining me today is Bill Needles. How are you, Bill? I am fantastic. Thank you very much, Matt. All right. Running at the trifecta, as always, is Craig Needles. How are you living, Craig? Well, mixed emotions for me in the last 24 hours. Because when bad things happen to Josh McDaniels, I think that's mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. However, I wanted Josh McDaniels to coach the Raiders forever. So yeah. as you can see, trouble times for me. Yeah, yeah that's true. Well, on the plus side, it's the first time all three of our teams have uh, we we come on this week, and all three of our teams have won, I believe. Uh, all that winning for my team? Yeah, which I think we're all feeling great. We're all feeling great coming off the win, especially Bill, <laughs> right, Bill? <laughs> like it's yeah. all nothing. It's all smooth sailing. <laughs> Oh my God, that was rough. Yeah. It's the Josh Jobs era. I, I like. Yeah. Well, not yet, apparently. I, I, yeah, he's he's not going to play. I would expect that he's going to like, depending on how on how Hall does, of course. But they've won. They've already got too many wins in the books to tank. I think. Mm-hmm. So you just have to play it out if you're the Vikings, right? They're four and four. And just yeah, play like four and four is not that yeah. important. But they, no, I think you got to play it because you could make the playoffs still, right? Yeah. Like. Oh, oh yeah. You can make the playoffs at nine and eight in this year's NFC. So yeah, they've got too many. Like you can't tank. And like, are they gonna go five and four the rest of the way without Cousins? I'm not sure, but they could. They could. Yeah. They uh, it's an easy the schedule. The, way, the most of, yeah. most of the North has a pretty easy schedule. Mostly because you get to play, play the other NFC North teams. But yeah, like they could be favored in in three or four of those games. It'll depend on how Dobbs plays in the first game. But um, you it, but, if and you it'll play, be it'll be all this week. But yes. Yeah, I don't think we'll see it this week. Dobbs' first uh, game is going to be at home against the Saints next week. It's just... Mm. It's an okay spot. You want him in at home, but that's not a great defense to warm up on. I don't think so, but I think you want Dobbs getting in at home if you're the Minnesota Vikings. Um, So, we sit here, all three of us at... uh, (coughs) Ooh, excuse me. At... uh, Woo, coming in hot again. Uh, all three of us sitting in at uh, above 500 uh, with our final five of the year, which is good. That's where we won. We got to get us a little bit higher, though. Uh, yep. A lot of pushes this year for us. Combined seven pushes this year. I had my first one last week. Uh, I think we all three of us did. Yeah, because Bill had the Jets, who, wow, <laughs> in all time, in all time, awesome push. I was just, oh. Because, uh, I mean, I was on the Giants in that game. I think I had the Giants plus the three and a half or something like that. Like, it was three and a half at game time. So, I remember I re-upped on the three and a half. And thank God I did. Because, I mean, man, like, I didn't know they were going to bring in an extra from the Sopranos to play uh, quarterback for the uh, for the New York Giants. And even then. Here's what I said, here's what I said on, the, on the radio this week about Tommy DeVito. Mm-hmm. Did Tommy DeVito, like, if we transported Tommy DeVito back to 2012, would he not have been a guy who would have gone to the smush room with JWoww or Dina? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. But, and, like, there's that it photo of him. It feels like that's the vibe. Yeah, so there's a photo like, of him circulating with the tank to top, right? Ronnie. Yeah. yeah. The Tommy DeVito had to fight Ronnie outside of a club on the Jersey Shore boardwalk. Like, that kind of feels like the top type of guy Tommy DeVito would have been in 2012. <sighs> It's absolutely hilarious. Like, and like, I'm fairly certain Tommy DeVito is literally the character name from uh, is uh, Joel Pesci's character name in Goodfellas. I'm fairly certain it's Tommy DeVito. I'm gonna quickly, I'm gonna quickly check that uh, 
because I obviously I definitely know his name is Tommy because he goes go home and get your fucking shine box Tommy right <laughs> but like I'm fairly certain uh, Tommy DeVito is the character's full name I just they they I don't think they say it. yeah it absolutely is Joe Pesci Tommy DeVito in Goodfellas wow. there you great, go great film great film great name hilarious when thing. was <laughs> when was Goodfellas released this kid was 19, born ni- 1990 Tommy DeVito born 1998. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, are we are we thinking that he was named after Joe Pesci's character in Goodfellas? Uh, <laughs> I think so. And, and did the Jets like you know treat him like he was about to become a made man? Because that <laughs> offense looked pretty ugly. I just here's the thing: your third string quarterback can't throw the ball. Like he can't. He, like he can't. Like he can't throw the ball. Like I. I don't. I don't. I will say this. I will say this about Tommy DeVito and third string quarterbacks in general. Uh, there was a stupid Twitter post going around today of someone saying, could you throw for a hundred yards in an NFL game? Which no. basically no one reading. Yeah, the, the reality is no. this. There's like, there's like maybe 70 people on the planet who are capable of this. Mm-hmm. Like th- there's not that many people. Tommy DeVito is not one of the 70 people. Now, no, I, a I lot get of that, but you, not you have should have three quarterbacks who are one of those people. But yeah, no, I'm not, and I'm not asking for Tommy DeVito to go out there and and become, you, you know, like the, the friggin' second you want, coming you of want Joe the Giants Montana. To be able to throw the football when he's in the game. Yes, and they could not do that. That's, like, yes, like this exactly. isn't like, like let's go if we go in the way back machine to the COVID season. The Denver Broncos at one point, if you remember, and I'm sure you remember, Craig had to play their fifth-string quarterback because their entire quarterback room got COVID. So they had to elevate the practice squad guy who was a fifth-stringer. And they, I and think, he, let that guy throw two passes. Receiver. Yeah, he was a wide receiver. Was and they wide, let him throw two yeah, passes, no, I think. He quarterback in college, but uh-huh. he, he actually has had a pretty, like, he had a nice little run as a wide receiver for the Broncos after that. Uh, but, yeah, that's, like, Kendall Hinton was a yeah, guy who played quarterback in the ACC. So not the best conference in college football, but like, you know, third or fourth. He played quarterback in the ACC, gets dropped into an NFL game, and he looks like he is a dolphin trying to flop around in the desert. He looks so out of place. Yeah, and and obviously we're not blaming Hilton, but like that's... He he had 48 hours to prepare. Uh, But the, 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 the key thing is, a lot of teams don't go three deep at quarterback, and the Giants are very clearly one of them. That said, you would have expected better from a guy who's collecting paychecks as an NFL quarterback in that particular football game, regardless of the drama he had with JWoww. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and that's where I'm at on this one, right? Is like your third string quarterback should be at least be able to com- like complete a pass or whatever, right? Like, like, yeah. I mean, come on, like, I'm not asking him. To be, you know, dotting like eyes and whatnot, but like it's come on, like the guy, like it should not be. If the third string quarterback comes in, it should not be like passing shouldn't be completely off the table, is what I'm saying here, and and, and with the Giants, and it was insane because like Dayball, I realized it was like weird circumstances, third string quarterback, but you've got Saquon Barkley and you needed a yard to win the damn game, and it's just like come on now, right? Like it's it's it was fourth and one. Go for it. Like, don't kick the field goal. Don't give me that crap. It's just, I don't know. Dan Campbell would have went for it. That's all I know. Now, Dan Campbell's got a really good offensive line. But even if he didn't, I'm pretty sure he would still go for it. Uh, 
So, yeah. That... Yeah, and that's actually something that you have to talk about with this Giants team, though, mm-hmm. is they're, they're minus three offensive line starters, including, you know, an elite guy. And that's that's obviously been a problem. But oof, it just it, it looks very, very, very ugly. Very ugly. Yeah. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about before we get into week nine? Can we talk about the Denver Broncos beating the Kansas City Chiefs for the first time since September of 2015? Yeah, let the record show. Nobody beats the Denver Broncos 17 times in a row. <laughs> I was I beat them by 70 points, but not 17 times in a row. <laughs> I had two reactions with Denver one, which is the first, like, I'm glad that fucking streak is over. But, yeah. like, secondly, it was, like, a level of disbelief that they, the, that we had, like, that the Broncos had to live through the streak. Like, there was a time, there have been several times in my life, when no one but the Broncos won the AFC West, and Denver would go 5-1 and one or 6-0 and oh in the division routinely. Uh, that, that's happened multiple times in my life. Uh, that is not what has happened uh, recently, very, very clearly. Yeah. And now they're, I think they're relegated to the, like, you know, era of the Jets, Bills, and Dolphins when the Patriots had prime Brady. I think they're just relegated to that for the next five to ten years. I'm just making my peace with it now. Whereas when you get the win against that guy, it's like, whoa, how'd that happen? You kind of feel a little bit shocked by it. That's that's where I think things are relegated now for Denver and the Raiders and, to a lesser extent, the Chargers. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah. And I know a little something about streaks because uh, for, the, I believe, the yeah. largest chunk of my life, the Detroit Lions would go into Lambeau once a year and would not win. <laughs> so that was that was like 22 years or something. Now, granted, that's one game a year that where you got a shot instead of two. But, uh, yeah. Well, think right. about this, Pierce. The yeah. Jose Bautista bat. Yeah. That happened more recently than the last time Denver beat Kansas City. Yeah. Was now, the last time they I beat Kansas out, City, was it the Jamal Charles whoopsie doozy game? The, 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 game, the game where Andy Reid decided to run the ball with no time left for some bizarre reason that no one could figure out, and Jamal mm-hmm. Charles fumbled, and Bradley Roby returned it for a touchdown. And I will note the result of that game was if Denver had lost it, they would not have had home field in the playoffs that year, and I'm quite certain they would not have subsequently won the Super Bowl, which they did. Yeah, the yeah they would have to go to the Foxborough Super- instead of the other way around. They would have to go to Foxborough for the anti title game. Sounds terrible. Yeah. Uh, the Broncos won the Super Bowl more recently than they beat Kansas City, which is incredible. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. Woo. Pure madness. Well, congratulations. I'm glad you're off the schneid, Greg. Thanks. Good to see you. Yeah, it's great to see. It's great to yep. see. And, and, oh, a weird, we'll and I was all, again in September 2024. Oh, and I was all over the. I was all over that plus eight. I had a little on the Broncos money line. The only hurtful one was that Commanders money line didn't come through. Man, oh man, should that have should that have well, come good through? Good for I a think. bit, didn't it? Yeah, and then we only got the push on the seven. Oh, it was, it yeah. Was, it looked oh. like that. Like they were up. They were up 14 at one point in that game, weren't they? Yeah, they sure were. And stop tush push, uh, which, you know, which if you stop the tush push, the game should end, right? Like they stopped the tush push on the one liar line. The game should have just been over from there. They, they should not have been allowed to play the rest of that third and fourth quarter. That's, that's what I say. Eagles thought, is A.J. Yeah. Brown playing better than not just any receiver, but is A.J. Brown playing better than just everyone in the league right now? It's him and Tyreek Like I'm not saying he's going to. It's yeah, I'm not saying AJ right? Brown is going to win the MVP, but is I, I, like yeah, yeah, the, the Tyreek's up there. I just think that AJ Brown is playing better than anyone in the NFL right now. I really believe that. 
I AJ Brown and Tyreek Hill should be one and two in the MVP conversation. There's no quarterback who is playing yeah. who is playing well, well enough, enough right now to be considered an MVP. Period. Mm. But at the now we've got nine weeks to change that. But as of yeah. the halfway point of the 2022-2023 season, there's only two names uh, to me that should be considered MVP, and that is uh, Tyreek Hill and AJ Brown. I mean, maybe you could make a case for for Hertz with all the rushing touchdowns, but that's tush push uh, assisted. So I'm I'm gonna I'm still saying that AJ Brown and Tyreek Hill are my one and two for MVPs right now, and there is no quarterback playing uh, above their skis enough to uh, to be warning uh, MVPs. Josh oh. Allen. Mm-hmm. As far as like you know the the analytics, Josh Allen is leading with uh, you know expected points per added per play mm-hmm. right now. Uh, second, uh, would you believe this? Uh, oh, excuse me. Second, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Third, sorry, Lamar Jackson actually is the only quarterback. Lamar that, Jackson that should be right. I forgot about Lamar. Lamar it, we can enter that conversation. You're right. Sorry, Baltimore fans. I forgot about I forgot about Lamar there. Yeah. It happens. I love him, but you know. Sometimes you, you anyway, sometimes third, uh, slips past. Depending on depending on how you sort it, uh, and and you know, you know put certain qualifiers on it. But Kirk Cousins was playing as well as anyone in the league before mm-hmm. what happened yep. this week. Yeah, God, it's so terrible. Good guy as too. Well as I saw the there there are photos of him yeah. on that weird cart. You know that weird cart where your one foot's like on the ground yeah. and your other foot is your other leg is yeah. like in, in that like like. 90 degree angle with your knee on it and you just kind of giving out candy yeah he was giving out candy and had signing autographs to the kids for a charity event and i'm just like god dang it (laughs) oh it was was terrible to see and i don't even like the vikings (laughs) i was just like this is terrible this is terrible i don't even like it uh all right yeah anything you want to say about old kirky there bill before we get into week nine I mean, there's not much to say, you know, next man in, I guess. But I, there's mm-hmm. just no way they can recover from this. But he was having a phenomenal season. And, and I think if they continued the way they were playing the last four weeks all the way through, I think he would be having MVP conversations. Yeah. yeah. Especially and, if he gets and the thing, Jefferson back, right? And, mm. and during the Viking, during that game when Minnesota got up, Bill, you and I were exchanging text messages about, like, Man, like you get to four and four here, you have two games left with Detroit. Your your schedule looks pretty easy. Like, could they not catch the Lions? They could even maybe split those games with the Lions and still catch them. But now that appears to look like it's not. Yeah, it, it's going up the window right now. Yeah, that with said, two of the last three against Detroit, you could make up a lot of ground there if you needed to. And Minnesota's game in between those is a game home to Green Bay. Detroit's game in between those is at the Cowboys in Dallas. Yeah. So it's like, oh, oh, okay. Like, but that, but I don't know. I just all, all of a sudden they went from they, they would have been what three, four point favorites this week in Atlanta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If if Cousins was the quarterback and now they're they're three, four point underdogs. So that just kind of shows you what kind of swing we're talking about here. I and maybe we'll talk about it a little more when we talk about the Vikings game. I know he's not going to play this week, but I do like Dobbs as a. Oh yeah, we'll trade. We'll, we'll we'll like swap a sixth for a seventh and just see if this can this can stick for us. I, I do like Dobbs that way for 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 Minnesota. I know there was talk about well, what about Kyler Murray? What about Ryan Tannehill? But I think that this was the type of move that that made the most sense for them. And I think that Dobbs, in a world where he's throwing the ball to uh, you know Jordan Addison and T.J. Hawkinson, eventually pr- presumably Justin Jefferson, um, might be pretty serviceable NFL quarterback. Yeah. I, yeah, I added Dobbs in the Superflex League that I play in this week. So, 
So that's where I'm at with thinking <laughs> that I, like, I'm thinking he can maybe put up some numbers here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh let's get to some games. All right. Yeah. Week nine. So there's and... some there's some biggies this week. There are some biggies this week. Yeah. There's also some there's some good selections for the uh <laughs> for the Scott Hansen game this week. Let's see. Uh, now if we could give out the Scott Hansen game on a Thursday, boy would we because this one <laughs> is not great. Uh, the Tennessee Titans are heading into Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Uh, Will Levis, man, that one came out of nowhere. Four, four touchdown passes. Now, a lot of that was, uh, poor defense assisted because boy was DeAndre Hopkins getting open for some bombs. Uh, That said, Hopkins made some really good adjustments on some of those balls. Like the second touchdown, like he kind of catches it, but doesn't break stride. Like, oh man, elite DeAndre Hopkins is still out there sometimes. And, uh, Yeah. yeah, he was out there playing. Oh, That's sure why a third so string quarterback should be able to play. Like this guy's tossing jump balls and he was winning every time. Yeah. yeah. And a couple of them, a couple of them are nice dimes from Levis. Got to give, got to give credit. Where yeah. Now is it easier to throw a dime when no one is within 10 yards of DeAndre Hopkins? <laughs> Probably, but still, you still got to make that throw. And, because... and the thing with Levis though is this. <laughs> and, and like when, when we're, when you're watching him at Kentucky, the question was never, gee, I wonder if this guy can throw it over the top on people. Like everyone mm-hmm. knows that. Yes, he can do that. That That's not the question. The question is how consistent can you be from down to down on some of those, those intermediate throws and, and, and we'll see. And, and, and maybe he's going to be pretty good. If so, it's a coup for the Titans. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just ask Jimmy G how hard it is to, to throw a dime when your guys, uh, there is no one within 10 yards of your best receiver. Twice that <laughs> happened. Twice. Good Lord. Jeez, um, that was... And I'll tell you right now, I'm glad that the Manning brothers didn't do that game Monday because I think Peyton would have had an anthem. So yeah, was... he might have had a stroke on live air. It, it, it like was... the first, like Garoppolo's interception, like right after, um, right after Reynolds Josh had Reynolds. that drop. Yeah. And then, then Garoppolo just throws that awful ball in the end zone that just made no sense. And it's just like, yeah. like, I don't know what Peyton would have done. Would have been pretty. Wouldn't have been pretty. Like, I thought, I legitimately thought Garoppolo, like, he underthrew that by such a margin. I honestly thought he, like, separated his shoulder on the throw because yeah. I was like, that throw makes no sense for an NFL quarterback to make even Jimmy Garoppolo and then like it's sort of those things where like I know the Lions fans are like yeah we were six and two and fifth and DVOA I was like that was not a great game that was like if if any if, if we faced any mediocre team on Monday night with that going on there were there's probably only about three teams with the way that game transpired inspired with a pick six and two turnovers inside the five yard line it just and and the missing field goals and the kicking field goals at the beginning because you were doing dumb plays in the red zone for no reason. It, it, it like any mediocre team could have taken advantage. I think the Lions played one of maybe three teams that in the league that couldn't take advantage of, what, of everything that they gave the Raiders in that game. I will, like, well, I will say this though, for the from the Lions' perspective, uh-huh. you can miss a field goal, you can throw a pick six. Uh, there, there were three fumbles in that football game. The Lions recovered exactly zero of them. Yeah, one of them wasn't you even a fumble. All that stuff happened. You have yeah. all that stuff happen, and you still win by more than a touchdown. You I think still that cover. Pretty... Yeah, you still yeah. cover the seven and a half. You cover, yeah. the, you cover the spread. I think that means you're okay if you can do that. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, it was advantage of the game. The yardage, like the total yards, Detroit four eighty six. Raiders, 157. Like that, it just, I, I, Jamar Gibbs had more yards than the, than the than the Las Vegas Raiders in that game, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, Gibbs yeah. was a monster in that football game. He was incredible. Yeah. 
coming out party. Anyway, uh, back to the Thursday night. The Tennessee Titans and Will Levis are coming into Pittsburgh to take on, I believe, Mitch Trubisky. Uh, are we is are we sure about uh, Pickett? Uh, I know there was some stuff about Pickett. We're was not gonna... sure about Pickett. Pick okay. Yet. All right, but so, I don't. I, I would be very surprised if he's out there. Like, why uh, are you doing that? Uh, DVOA wise, this is Tennessee, who is 18th, and Pittsburgh, who is 20th. So on paper, a decent matchup of two mediocre teams. Uh, this line opened up at uh, Steelers minus three, but it is now Steelers minus two and a half. Um, I guess that means there's sharp money coming in. Sorry, just in to on cut you Titans. off, but uh, there was an update right before we started recording. Kenny Pickett apparently is going to play tomorrow. Okay. Right. Which, uh, I don't know. Maybe, we'll maybe that's why the line moved to two and a half and not three. <laughs> like, uh-oh. Um, man, I, I I got nothing to say other than I know it's 36 and a half, but why not go ahead and just keep banging on these primetime unders, man? That They just seem to keep hitting. It's mental. Even that, like, the, the Monday nighter between the Lions and the, and the Raiders. Man, how many opportunities did that game have to go over? <laughs> Never did. Uh, Steelers minus two and a half. Uh, I guess, I normally I'm on Vrabel. I'm dog god Vrabel here, but the Steelers were so bad week eight that I'm thinking this is kind of a Mike Tomlin spot here maybe. This is, this is so far from being one of my five. This is an absolute knife to the ribs game. I think knife to my ribs. This is a this is a spot start uh, uh, for the Steelers, and I'm going to lay the two and a half as the short home favorite on the Thursday. But my most of my units are going to be on the under in this one. Billy, what do you think? Steelers laying two and a half on Thursday. Yeah, you know what? I, I think I'm a believer in the Titans there. Um, right. I, I kind of I want the points. I think it'll be a close game. I think it's going to be. Like this, this is no air show. This will be in the trenches, but the Titans are pretty good at that. So I think I'd prefer to take the Titans. Okay, Craig, tiebreaker right off the hop. I don't like either side of this. Uh, I, I I'm leaning Titans. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm leaning Steelers just because I, I feel the Steelers defense is the best unit of the group here. And I think that from Will Levis's perspective, he is going to experience some difference between playing the Falcons and playing the Steelers. Uh, so I, I think I'm going to lean Pittsburgh in this one. That said, we might be in a situation where the Titans just don't do anything with their offense and just hope vibes carries them through this week because they're coming off of having to go to this rookie quarterback. He comes out, it looks great. Then four days later, we're playing again. Like I think maybe this would not be a bad week to have a Thursday game. So you're probably feeling pretty good in that building right now. Uh, I still though, oftentimes when I'm hemming and hawing about the Thursday game, I default to the home team. So that means I'm taking the Steelers. I think I think that's what it is. Just like it's you're just hoping that defense gets after Will Levis, and this is this is a very like there's that old Pokemon episode where the two Metapods are just kind of standing staring at each other for 22 minutes, just going hard in and not doing anything or attacking, and that may be the personification of this football game. It just might be a lot of like, yeah. So go on the under on on the 36 and a half. So many 30 numbers this week. It's just scoring's been down, man. But uh, it is what it is. Now, here's a game that's not going to be in the uh, in the 30s. In fact, the total is 50 and a half, the highest of the wow. week. 
and it is going to be played in Frankfurt, Germany. And I'm telling these teams to be careful because these Germans are not all smiles and sunshine, if you guys remember. <laughs> uh, the Miami Dolphins are heading to Kansas City. Kansas City, technically the home team, but this game is going to be played in Frankfurt, Germany at 9.30 in the morning East Coast time. And this line opened up at Chiefs minus 2.5, and, and it has now been bet down to Chiefs minus 1. I am leaning towards the Chiefs laying the minus one right now, uh, if I'm being honest, just because I think it's a bounce-back spot. I mean, it's fun. It's, it's easy to make jokes and fun, too, uh, about uh, the Patrick Mahomes flu thing, and he showed up with the IV. Uh, he hasn't been great this year. Uh, only one game with more than two touchdown passes. The offense looks out of sync compared from what we want with the Chiefs. Uh, the only game where they did do well is he just chucked it to Travis Kelsey about 90 times. And I think the person that uh, should be held responsible for uh, Chiefs, for Patrick Mahomes' mediocre play this season should be, well, Me. We're drafting him in our fantasy league, guys. I mean, who else? Who else could kill Patrick Mahomes besides me? It's ridiculous. It's just, it's <laughs> happened. It's, it, I, I, my powers are unparalleled in fantasy. God, I hate it. Anyway, uh, Chiefs minus one. I, I, I think I'm on the Chiefs. It's a bounce back spot. I love the Dolphins. This just looks like a classic. Who, who got the ball last uh, is, is going to win this game. Craig, what do you think? Chiefs laying one in Germany. I'm really excited for this football game. And, uh, my daughter turns six this week uh-huh. and she's, I'm, uh, hosting a sleepover for five little girls on Saturday night into Sunday morning. Exciting and I'll stuff. Tell you, yeah. 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 Is this the uh, first sleepover? Be great. Uh, second at my house, but she's okay. Okay. new a couple, but, uh, either way, uh, I'll, I'll tell you right now, uh, I, I, they better not bother me too much because I want to be able to be fresh faced and bushy tailed to watch this football game. Uh, I'm also annoyed that it's in Germany. Like this, this should be on Sunday night football instead of the, uh, instead of the, well, Sunday night football, Never mind. Sunday night football is also an awesome game. Our first, our first banger. Yeah. Yeah. Next week, Sunday night football game is also the Scott Hansen game somehow. Yeah. And the fact Uh, that Schefter came out and Billy, if you're not aware, the Sunday night football game next week is Jets Raiders. Oh, and, Schefter, two days ago, came out and said, we're not flexing the game. And I was like, "What? but why? <laughs> right? Like, Lions-Chargers is sitting right there. Move that one into the, into the 4 o'clock. Like, what are you doing? Uh, how about we, oh. we just don't have Sunday Night Football that week? Let's just not even have it. Mm-hmm. Like, let's oh. not disgrace the Sunday Night Football franchise with this. Oh. Um, yeah, but uh, so this week's Sunday night game is great. I still would rather this be, you know, a four o'clock game. Uh, yes. Nonetheless, because uh, this is massive, they, like this game could determine who has home field for the, in, in the AC Championship game. Like that is not an unreasonable thing to, to believe, right? No. Uh, you can shop around on this game. Uh, some places are offering it at uh, Kansas City minus one and a half. Some places Kansas City minus one. I think Bet Rivers at minus one. Uh, some places are even down at uh, Kansas City minus the half point. So if you think it's going to be a tie, maybe <laughs> that, go, go look for one of those books. Either way, uh, I am I, slightly on Miami side. I just think they're playing better, right? Are they not? Offensively, yes. I just This Chiefs defense is really good. Uh, it, it is good. It, it, they yeah. played very well. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, I, I think it's going to come down to the defense. DPOA right now, by the way. Fifth in offense and fifth in defense. Yeah, there's a very good chance that uh, Miami, I mean, Jalen Ramsey came back last week, already has a pick. So I, we expect that 22-ranked uh, defense to probably, you know, normalize over the next few weeks. But this might not yes. be the week. This might not be the week. Um, they look pretty good against Mac Jones. Let's see how they do against a real NFL quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. So you're on the Dolphins, Billy. Tiebreaker on this one. Yeah, I, I do think if you just look at last week, the Dolphins are better. But I, I, I'm still not much of a believer in this Dolphins team. I, I think the offense is fantastic, but that defense has holes. I think Mahomes is going to be able to control possession on this game. Um, I, I like Kansas City's ability to control the ball a little bit better. So I'm going with Kansas City because, like you said, it's going to be last man holding the ball is going to win here. And I think Kansas City can make it down. All right. Uh, first game of the 1 o'clock slate on Sunday. The Los Angeles Rams head to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Uh, Packers are laying three. God. <laughs> the Packers They're laying are... three because Matt Stafford has a torn ligament in the thumb. Yeah, and it doesn't look like Stafford's going to play. It looks like it's going to be ripping. It, it does not look – it's not a great week for the names of the quarterbacks that will be playing. Like, good Lord. Oh. But, man, I'm still staring at I, – I, I think – Water gun to my head on this one. It's still going to be Rams getting the three. I just think even I with think Rippin, yeah, I've, even with Rippin, I think they're still going to be able to scheme up some stuff. The Packers just sold at the deadline. They just moved their best guy in the secondary. Jordan Love doesn't seem like he's that guy, and they're just not doing anything on offense and, and defense. The vibes and are very bad in Green Bay right now. The vibes are worst, bad. Worst and we're coming off of 30 consecutive years with vibes being at least okay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, DVOA ranked, this is LA's 21st, Green Bay 26, so not much to discern there. Uh, yeah, Rams are plus three, and Craig, you said the Rams are going to be one of your five, potentially. Yeah, there's no, no potential. It's, uh, that might be my favorite line of the week. I just, I think this Packer team is not very good. I think the Rams are decent, even if you don't have Stafford in there. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Green Bay laying three right now. Yeah, I'm too much of a believer in Matt Stafford to think that this won't affect it quite a bit like I, I think the way that Rams team work with those receivers you kind of rely on a quarterback that can go through his progressions hit the third man someone's open uh, Stafford finds him I, I don't see Rippin doing that like I, I think I like the Packers more the Rams are a better team no doubt about it um, but I think they'll struggle on offense so I, I'll take the Packers okay next up the Washington Commanders come in to New England to take on the Patriots. This line opened up at Patriots minus three, and it has now moved to Patriots minus three and a half. Um, man, the Dolphins. Like, the Patriots had that big lead, and then Mac Jones went to work, didn't he? Like, he absolutely went to work. These are two teams who, who were up big and then somehow blew it against playoff teams. Um, well, command- let me, like, did anyone ever feel like Miami wasn't going to win that game? No, um, I well, didn't for a second think, oh, the Dolphins are going to lose this. Not for a second did I think that. Really? Because I, I got to say, I, like, in the middle of the second quarter there, when Miami was still having trouble moving the ball, and I know Bilicek is, uh, you know, you say what you will, you could talk about, you know, is the old man still have it? It's like, I'm an old man, I don't got it in me anymore. But uh, he, he can still scheme up a D. And but you can't scheme up a D when uh, Mac Jones is giving the Dolphins a like a 
short field a bunch of times because, my God in heaven. Um, I started the first, I think, four or five weeks of this uh, uh, either betting on, usually on, or against. I was involved in every Patriot game, I believe, in the first five weeks of the season as one of my final five. And I swore off them the last couple of weeks, and to some success, I think. I here I go again, guys. Cause I, it's it's gonna be the Patriots for me. It, it's like we're, we're we're talking about Sam Howell going into New England after he played the game of his life. It, it's looking like the I, I just I'm gonna lay the three and a half of the Patriots to win a slog fest, and 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 the Commanders just traded. They're two best defensive players, right? Like, what am I talking about here? I'm, I'm laying, the, I'm laying the three and a half of the Patriots, guys. But Craig, what do you think? Well, the first thing I think is Scott Hansen. Do not <laughs> show. Oh, fair enough. Uh, what? I don't need to see this. That I mean, as you Sam Howell. Out, were many, I gotta say, any candidate. There were many candidates for this. Yeah, when when Sam Howell, I gotta say, when he's. When he's under center, man, like when he takes a three-step drop, virtually anything's on the table, and I kind of like it. He is a he is a gunslinger and has no regard for his own yeah. safety and well-being. But <laughs> like he is like, I game, will shatter that sack record. When red zone goes to this game, <laughs> the chances of me seeing Mac Jones drop back to pass are higher than zero. So that in and of itself is a problem. Fair enough. Because all the other games on the slate, I know I'm not going to see Mac Jones at all. Uh so yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to go with. Uh, I, I think you're right that New England's the play here, but I'm. I, I want nothing to do with this. Uh, all right, Billy, what do you think? New England laying the three and a half. Yeah, I think. I think I'm taking the points. Um, I, I think both of these teams are terrible. I, I think comes down to it. I'd rather have those points. I think you're getting an edge just with that. I think it's going to be close. It's hard to say. Both these quarterbacks can ruin the game so quickly. Uh, uh, Yeah, I'm taking the points, and I'll assume that they ruin it equally. All right. Uh, Next up, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers head to Houston to take on the Texans. The Texans minus three, coming off a loss, gave up the the loss to the second worst by DVOA team, the Carolina Panthers. Um this is not going to be easier for the faint of heart, but you got to take the box getting three right now. I know CJ Stroud's been a darling and he's probably going to be offensive rookie of the year, but we're in the middle weeks now. A lot of tape on Shroud. It seems like they're kind of figuring him out. So I got to wait to see the bounce back. Uh, Bucks are coming off a bye week. They're going to be well-prepared and they've lost a couple. They're going to be looking for a W. Uh, I think this is a, a good spot to, to get some points with, with the Bucks when it looks like the book, the early book, is a little bit out on, on C.J. Stroud. And now it's time for Stroud to make the adjustment back and that sort of thing, and I'm sure it will happen. But uh, for now, I, I think it's time to fade C.J. and the Texans right now. So I'm going to take the Bucks plus three, and they're probably going to be one of my five. Billy, what do you think? Houston laying three against the Bucks. Yeah, I, I like the Bucks as well. I, I think Houston has played well. Stroud has looked good. I, I think the Bucks have just – they've played some good teams and kept in it but haven't got a lot of Ws out of it. Like, they were they were against Buffalo. I think it was in Buffalo last week, and they were – they kept it pretty close. Like, they've been, they've been hanging with some decent teams, um, which means I think they're going to beat a mediocre team. I, I'm willing to, to take the Bucks on this one. Uh, Craig, what do you think? Texans uh, laying three against the Bucks. 
yeah, I'm going to Bucks too. Okay. I, I I like the Texans. I like the way Stroud's looked, but maybe we're at a bump in the road here. So uh, I I'm taking the three, and I think that this is going to be one of my fun as well. All right, it's clean sweep on the Bucks. Next up, the Arizona Cardinals come in to Cleveland to take on the Browns. This line opened up at Browns minus seven and a half, and it's now Browns minus eight. Uh, I don't have any analysis other here other than what do you say? You got to fade Tommy Toon in this one, right? The fact that we're even discussing Tommy Tune is annoying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm loathe to give up this number of points. Uh, shop around Walker, a little bit on this. Uh, in, yeah. Yes, uh, shop around on this because at some places it's eight, some places it's nine and a half, and you can find it in different spaces in between. Uh, but I'm loathe to give up. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to give up the eight uh, as one of my five just because. The, the I, I just Arizona has traded the guy who's most likely to help them cover this game. They they, they traded that guy to Minnesota this week. So uh, I know the Cardinals defense has played better than we thought they were gonna. That's great, but give me the the Browns minus the points. I know laying the points for PJ Walker sounds crazy when it's eight, but uh, I think that's the way to do this. Uh, Bill Tommy Toon finally gets in a game and he's got to face the number two ranked DVOA <laughs> defense in the league. How do you feel? I feel like he will struggle with that. So uh, I'm, yeah, I got to go Browns as well. I, I think that, like Craig said, the Cardinals defense looked okay, but I'm not sure they're going to be leaving the field much. Um, yeah. Like, and how many times will Cleveland score on defense, as an example? Yeah. Like, I, I think I hate these high lines, but in this scenario, they're just so outgunned. I, I think you got to go with the Browns. Uh, next up, uh, another banger of a game. The Chicago Bears head to New Orleans to take on the Saints. And our back-to-back game, these two games that I just mentioned are likely going to be a debate for our survivor pool uh, this week, guys, because we're on to week nine. Uh, Bears-Saints. Saints laying eight and a half. Nothing to do except to fade the baguette, who will be uh, under center for the Chicago Bears. I mean, that's just uh, so – it's so bad. Can I mean, we talk about – can we talk about DJ Moore for a second? Because mm. DJ Moore escapes what's been like, you know, uh, an up and down at best offense in Carolina over the years he's been there. And he gets to Chicago and it's going to be Justin Fields. And like, oh, okay, this might be different. This might be better. Uh, no, it might be as bad or worse. Uh, he got one target in the second half of that football game. <laughs> How does that happen? I don't How know. How does that happen? I don't care if he's triple covered. Like, you're not doing anything good with the ball when you're throwing it to other people. Like, just try throwing it to him. See how it goes. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I'm taking the Saints in this game. Uh, as much as the Tyson Beijing had a, a hard time with the Charger defense, what he's about to be dealing with here is significantly more challenging. So, uh, the Saints in New Orleans, yeah. And uh, I think that they, like, I know this is big to give up, but they might be one of my five, too. Like, I, I, I know I'd be giving up eight points in two different games. I, I haven't firmly decided on my last one yet. But I just, I, I just think Chicago's going to get blown out in this game. Yeah, one of these two are going to get silly. I don't know which yeah. one, but one of these two are going to be sillier than, than we're expecting. Because um, these two... People are going to try to sneak in the Saints or the Browns in their fantasy, and we're going to, or sorry, in their survivor pool, and we're going to be one of those teams if you're if one of those teams if you're left. But uh, we, yeah, we got to decide if it's going to be Browns or Saints. Uh, Billy, anything to say on Saints Browns? Saints laying eight and a half. Yeah, I have a tremendous amount of respect for that Saints defense, um, and, and not as much respect for this Bears offense. So I'm willing just added to- Montez Sweat though, Chicago Bears <laughs> for reasons. 
Well, that yeah. counts as everything. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I'm, still, one second, uh, I'm still with the Saints. I don't understand. I, I just, why, why are you giving up second-round picks? You're going to rebuild. I, I, and I get what they're going to say. Like, well, we have all this cap space, and we can sign him before he becomes a free agent and blah, blah, blah. Just sign him this summer or this this spring, rather. And if you can't sign him, sign like spend the money on somebody else. Just like I don't. I don't understand giving up second round picks if you're a team that your second round pick is probably going to be the 34th pick in the draft, especially after they traded pick 33 a year ago for Chase Claypool, who, by the way, yeah. ho-hum, is no longer on the team. Yeah, so bad. So bad. Anyway, Billy, Saints lane eight and a half. Saints. All right. Yeah, clean sweep on the Saints. Uh, nope, second last game of the 1 o'clock slate and likely the marquee matchup of the 1 o'clock slate. The Seattle Seahawks head into Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Ravens are laying six. Uh, Ravens, I believe, are coming off a bye. And the Seahawks uh, are coming off having beaten the Cleveland Browns in a weird game that P.J. Walker kind of gave away at the end. Um, I like the Ravens, but six is too high. Seahawks are, are they're not going to be one of my five, but all of my units are going to be on the Seahawks in this one. Billy, what do you think? Ravens laying six. Uh, the Ravens are coming off of a win over the Cardinals, which just felt like a bye. <laughs> yeah, so they haven't played serious ball. In two, and the Lions game before that was by a Jace for sure. So they haven't played serious football in like a month, Bill. Yeah. Factor that into the minus six. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I still think I'm willing to, to lay the points with the Ravens. The Ravens okay. have played really well. The Seahawks have been really hit and miss. I've seen a couple great games, but I, I think if you get a miss here, these Ravens are going to blow them out of the water. Uh, I think I trust the Ravens more. I'm willing to lay the points. All right, Craig, tiebreaker on Seahawks-Ravens. Uh, yeah, I'm going Baltimore as well. Um, we've got the West Coast team coming east, uh, and I think that Baltimore is just uh, quite a bit better than Seattle is. And I think that Seattle's um, Seattle's offense is going to have a hard time this game. Man, the Baltimore defense is flying around right now. Those guys first are flying in, around. First really. in DVOA, number one in DVOA. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm taking. I'm defense. Uh, I will say this. Uh, however, if you go to Caesars or BetMGM, it's five and a half. Other places I know are doing it at six, yeah. so shop around. If you want? Yeah, I'd open at five, and there's some movement to the six. So five, five and a half, six is where you're going to find this game. So yeah, shop around and adjust accordingly. Last game of the one o'clock slate, your boys, Bill, the Minnesota Vikings, coming off two or three in a row. Uh, it'd be two, I think, because I think okay. they lost week. Yeah, two. Okay. Uh, they're facing the Atlanta Falcons. Unfortunately, like we said, uh, Kirk Cousins torn Achilles uh, out for the season. And at least he's not going to fake like he's going to come back like uh, another former NFC uh, North quarterback. And, uh, yeah, it lo- it's going to be Hall. It's going to be Hall versus Heineke in this one. So, uh, you know, set your clocks for this one, everybody. Uh, I'm glad it's Hall over Heineke. Or, sorry, or Heineke over Ritter is what I meant to say. Because uh, I think Heineke's got a better shot to push the ball downfield. And we saw some decent stuff from him when he was with uh, Washington. Obviously... We've seen, you know, to quote Justin Bieber, uh, mm-hmm. have we not seen what we needed to see on Desmond Ritter at this point? Uh, I think so. I, I, I do think so. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know that there are some people that, that watch a ton of tape and they're like, oh, no, he's playing good. He's, he's playing all right. Like, he's made good decisions here, whatever. Like, you just can't get over the inexcusable turnovers like that just that just keeps happening sorry but that just that happens way more than it needs to 
multiple times a game. So yeah, yeah that's got to be the fact that Arthur Smith, who's a maniac by the way, but the fact that it was that Ritter was like out with the you know he had to go out for the concussion check or whatever, and Heineke came in the game, and then you know Ritter comes out of the blue tent and he's like, you know, doctor says I can go back in, coach, and he's like, that's fine. Grab a seat, <laughs> right? Like you're just you're gonna be you watching. Have to be sure bit. about this. Yeah, and then yeah, and then he gave the although like, yeah, Arthur Smith, he's he's insane in these press conferences, right? It's just oh, it's wild. Anyway, Vikings laying four and a half. Uh, this actually opened up. I think at Vikings minus five and a half, and it's now down to or sorry, Falcons minus five and a half, and it's now Falcons minus four and a half. Um. If it was, Do- I gotta say, if it was Dobbs out there, I would be all over this Minnesota line. But because it's Hall, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta do a little bit more research. So right now, I, you know, I don't we know have no- a lean. We know nothing about this guy at the NFL level. We know nothing about. Yeah, him. nothing. If it was Dobbs, Bill, I would be all over. I would, I would have been all over the five when it was there. I, I, I do. Full, I full disclosure. I, yeah, a full disclosure. I do have a little bit on the five, thinking it was going to be Dobbs. So when they announced Hall, I was like, "Well, that's disappointing." Uh, but I, I you know, you knife to my ribs. Start on a guy this who one. didn't get on your team until Tuesday afternoon at, at four o'clock. <laughs> I, I suppose too, it's but too I mean, like, quick. The way their guys get open, though, I, 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 I think yeah, Dobbs a couple jump handle. balls. Dobbs can take off from the pocket yeah. too, like. But I get, I get the, lo- I get the logic of being like you gotta give Dobbs at least a week of practice or whatever. So I, I get that. Anyway, Billy, what do you think with your boys getting four and a half in Atlanta? Yeah, I, I mean, it's just so uncertain because you have no idea what you're gonna get from Hall, right? Like, like obviously he didn't look particularly great last week, but that was a whole different situation. Now he's got a week of practice under his belt. He's run some routes with the. <sighs> Yeah, I I think they can have a good enough game script to keep this one close. So I'm going to say Vikings uh, are at least keeping it close. Whether or not they can get a W out of this, boy, I hope so. But I I think it'll depend on how Hall plays, and we just don't know. Uh, your thoughts on this one, Craig, with the Falcons laying four and a half? Yeah, I, I don't want anything to do with it just because we don't know that much about Hall. I'm very curious to see how the – how the scheme gets adjusted for Minnesota. Uh, Cause uh, like, you know, Kirk cousins is, is not around. So you have to do some things that are a little bit different, but maybe you can move, move around the pocket a little bit more. So uh, I'm curious to see how the scheme is adjusted, but uh, I, I'm, I'm just staying away from this. We don't know enough about what's going to go on here. Yeah. Uh, Marky matchup of the four o'clock or the one o'clock slate Seahawks, Ravens, uh, Washington commanders, Patriots was given the uh, Brown turdy award for being a Scott Hansen game. So, uh, good luck to you on that one, guys. Uh, first game of the four o'clock slate. Only three four o'clock games this week, and boy, are they not doozies except for one. Uh, first up, the Colts head into Carolina to take on the Panthers, and the Panthers. Uh, it opened up Panthers plus three. It is now Panthers plus two and a half. Uh, I'm just going with the classic home dog in this one. I'm taking the Panthers plus the three. And moving on, I think uh, the Colts have kind of hit a wall here, especially with Menchu at the helm. Uh, like their running game, but I'm just I'm just gonna go with the, even though they got the their, their feel good victory last week, uh, I'm still going with the Carolina Panthers plus three. Uh, what say you, Craig? Uh, I don't want to deal with this. Uh, I, I I think the Panthers too, though. That's 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 where I'm going. Uh, 
I don't I, I don't think either of these teams are obviously any good, but I think that the Panthers would be who I would take here. All right. Uh, Billy, thoughts on this one? Colts laying two and a half on the road? Yeah, I'm trying not to think about this one. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I think I take the points with the Panthers and don't put any money on it to make sure I don't have to watch it. I have no this, interest in this one. These teams are the worst. Legitimately, it might be one of my five because it's 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 a spot to take the Panthers. Nobody, no public person in the world is going to bet on this game. The public is not going to bet on two of the three games that are being played at four o'clock. I can tell you that right now. All their money is going to be on Eagles Cowboys, and I'm just going to sit here and be like, "Y'all are missing a good spot taking the Panthers here." Three, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it, it, that that's what separates us from the regular gambles. That is what makes us degenerate. Uh, next up. <laughs> The New York Giants uh, head to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. The Vegas Raiders lost to the Lions and cleaned house. McDaniels gone. GM gone. Uh, I, I forget. Former player uh, Antonio Pierce, I think, is the uh, Antonio. Is the, Pierce, yeah, yeah. Antonio Pierce is going to be the interim head coach. Uh, Garoppolo has been benched. It's going to be O'Connell. Uh, I think that's a smart move. Don't worry, Jimmy. You're still probably the best-looking quarterback in the league, and no one can ever take that away from you. Um, <laughs> oh, God, excuse me. Uh, this line opened up at Raiders minus 2.5 and, and moved to Raiders minus 2 when the, the Jimmy G benching thing. Um, first off, number one bet on this game, under 37.5. Uh, number two bet on this game is you got to lay the two with the Raiders. I'm sorry. This is a by-low spot for the Raiders. They could not have looked worse on that Monday nighter. And they fired McDaniels. The The, the, the fired coach bump uh, is, is in effect for this game. So you definitely lay in with the two with the Raiders right now. And, like... I know is like I know they're saying Daniel Jones is going to play, but he's not fully cleared yet right now with a neck slash concussion, and the, like I'm hearing things like his his neck is affecting his ability to throw the ball, so it could be freaking Tommy DeVito under center for the uh, Raiders. Yeah, because we know Tyrod Taylor's playing. <laughs> yeah, because Tyrod's not playing. So it could be Tommy DeVito. Go home and get your fucking shine box. I'm laying the two with the Raiders. And this they, they, this barely missed being one of my five. Uh, but always, always respect the coach just fired a uh, bump. So I'm laying the points with the, with the Raiders. Um, who, you know, the, if the public does come in on this game, which they won't, but if the public does come in on this game, you know it's going to be. Like, t- t- the two worst losses of the week uh, last week might be these two teams. Craig, what do you think? Raiders laying two. Uh, before we get into that, did you guys see this on the McDaniels thing with what PFT commenter uh, has this bit that he does where he says that he gets stories from athletic, his athletic premium plus subscription, which obviously doesn't <laughs> exist. Uh, so this is what he wrote as the story. Apparently, the last straw was when McDaniels, who is well known all around league circles, the guy who goes all out for Halloween, came to the Raiders facility dressed as Mark Davis the day after losing the Lions on Monday Night Football. Davis seemed to take it in stride at first. He appeared to laugh and even ordered his now trademark P.F. Chang's lunch to deliver to Coach McDaniels to complete the look. After the two had eaten, Davis suggested McDaniels read his fortune cookie, which read, You're fired, hotshot, according to multiple sources who viewed the dessert. (laughs) I read that on the radio today, and let me tell you, as I said on the radio, God, I wish so badly that was true. Yeah, like, God, I really weird. wish I lived in a world where that was true. And as I also said on the air, if you had just found out blind 
an NFL coach got fired via fortune cookie. Which franchise do you think would do something like that? Which owner would do mm-hmm. something so duplicitous? <laughs> would, yeah. Mark mm-hmm. Davis, like, would, like, wouldn't it take you two seconds? Yeah, yeah probably. With Dan Snyder <laughs> no longer Bob in the, Bob in the picture. Bob Kraft firing Bill Belichick with fortune cookie. That's all I'm no. saying. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's bad. Warren Sharp had a great tweet today where he tweeted, can you imagine getting two head coaching gigs? And in the first one, you hitch your star to Tim Tebow. And then 10 years later, you somehow, somehow find a team stupid enough to take you on as a head coach again. And you hitch your wagon to Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, it's just, oh. Yeah. Just mis- and keep in mind that in between, and that this is part of the McDaniels career epitaph, because I don't think he'll ever be an NFL head coach again. I think that's done. No. Um, I, in fact, I think he's between. headed back to one spot. Like, there's only one spot. Like, oh, who I know. would yeah. hire this I, I, guy? I, yeah, I think that's exactly <laughs> what's going to In between, and people see, uh, haven't talked about this much in the last little while. They talk about the Denver mess and Las Vegas mess. But he goes to Indianapolis, hires a whole staff, and then says, eh, you know what, I don't want to go anymore. And goes back to the Patriots to be offensive coordinator. Like, yeah. I... Ugh. Like, one of so the biggest, dick, I just think, one of the biggest dick moves in the history of the league. True, absolutely, absolutely. I just think that that goes into the, the, the like he's never going to be head coach again, and that's part of the reason why is like, oh, you did this, and you had a, all these messes with the Raiders, and of course, like the disaster in Denver where you, uh, you know, cut off Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall, and all these other messy moves you made. Just it was an ugly, ugly situation. And not only the fact that he sucks, ne- ne- like ne- never minding the fact that he sucks as a head coach and makes poor decisions constantly. Like I texted yeah, Craig when he went for it on fourth down when they were down twelve or whatever on their own side with five minutes left. I literally texted you and was like, "He's not going to punt, right?" Because like, yeah. it was just it was just such it would have just been such a Josh uh, McDaniel's move to to punt there and then have the surrender index give us all an automated tweet talking about how it was like in the 99th percentile of wimpy punts or whatever. Right. Like it, it was just, Oh, well, I'll so play bad. the field position game. Yeah. Oh, so bad. Uh, uh anyway, the minus two, what do you think? As Craig? This football game. I don't <laughs> want side, but if you're doing it, take the Raiders and see if you can find the one and a half as opposed to the two. All right. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Raiders laying two right now and against the giants. I think it seems crazy to me that one of these teams had negative passing yards last week, and it was the mm. other one that fired their coach and, <laughs> and everybody. So bad. <laughs> so bad. This is 30 and 32 in DVOA, oh, these, these two teams. That, that Jets-Giants game, was that not the worst offensive football game I've ever seen? Like There was like basically one good play in the entire game. It was a nice little run by Hall that turned into a 50-yard touchdown. Now, I had a tremendous amount of units on the under in that game. Huh. So, to me, that was just a thing of beauty, baby. <laughs> like, yeah. Did it was, hit? Uh, that, yeah. Like, was oh, the total 22, or did you, or did you hit? <laughs> yeah, and I also hit, will there be more punts than, than points scored in the game? And uh, for the first time in NFL history, I'm pretty sure, well, that's not true, though, but like for one of the few times in NFL history, that was for sure true in that game. 24 punts to 23 points 
scored by both teams in the game. But that was like that was like the fucking annual Army Navy game, right, Craig? That you always got to bet the under on. Pretty much. Uh, all right, last game of the four o'clock slate, and it's actually good. We have the Dallas Cowboys going up against the Philadelphia Eagles in a damn good football game. Eagles laying three, which is good because now that we know that uh, minus one and a half is basically what you get. This used to be the three point home bump. But now that it's uh, the home teams are only getting one and a half these days, uh, according to the numbers guys, they're saying that the Eagles are a point and a half better than the Cowboys. And I think I agree, especially with the way the Cowboys decimated the the, the Rams last week. Um, I'm I think I'm laying the three with the Eagles on this one. Billy, what do you think? Oof. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think the Eagles are a better team. Uh, I I think the Cowboys are fantastic. This is a great football game, but the Eagles have yep. just been more consistent. Um, Cowboys are doing their part to beat on the bad teams, but the Eagles have been consistent all year. Uh, so I'm going with the Eagles on this one. Here's what I like about this. Uh, here's how this matchup breaks down. The seventh ranked Philadelphia offense and DVOA up against the third ranked Dallas defense and the 17th ranked Dallas offense up against the 18th ranked Philadelphia defense and DVOA. And both teams have top six special teams. So like, it's just, it's just a good, good, fun matchup. I'm leaning leaning cowboys with this especially if you can find it at three and a half which some places have uh but i'm leaning cowboys here all right uh yeah if you, i mean if it, i'm surprised you're seeing some places that are, are giving you the hook because the three is just the perfect number for this game it's just an old school like again i know the three-point home bump is adjusted but this feels like uh the old school three-point home bump in in a game with two uh very good teams uh, this is uh, number nine and number eight in uh, Dallas. Is number eight, Philly's number nine in uh, in DVOA, and it's it's just looking like this is going to be a darn good football game. And I'm a little upset this isn't the Monday nighter because uh, we do actually do have a really good game for the Sunday nighter, uh, which we will discuss now. As the Sunday nighter is the Bills Bengals, and I don't want to call this the Demar Hamlin Bowl, but it kind of sort of yeah. is because you know they're gonna do and I, I and i don't say that in jest i say that in like the fact that thank god the guy's alive and will be you know on the field for this game and um you know they're gonna do all sorts of like hey you know like uh you know there's probably gonna be all sorts of charity money for this game and whatnot which is just you know great stuff but and on and it's two very very good teams. We got the Bills who are third in DVOA and Cincinnati who's 13 and looking like they're climbing because, uh, good Lord, did they look back or in, in that game. Now, um, this line has moved a fair chunk. It opened up. It opened up. This was a whoopsie line from Vegas. They opened it up at Cincinnati plus one and a half. And Sharps came in and hammered the one and a half, and they immediately took the one and a half off the board, opened it back up at the Bengals laying one and a half, and then it slowly moved to Bengals laying three, and then some money came back in on the Bills once it hit the three. So it is now currently sitting at Bengals um, minus the two, and I'm here to tell you, I got I got the plus side early, not a lot, because, you know, they don't let you bet a lot when they open the lines up. Uh because of stuff like this game specifically when they hung a bad line with the with the Bengals plus one and a half. But um, I'm still laying the two with the Bengals. Craig, what do you think? Yeah, I think Bengals for me. I think that, like, Burrow looks like he's back to regular Burrow. And, man, like, 
they looked really efficient on offense against the 49ers. Ooh, they they looked real efficient on offense against the 49ers. And Buffalo's defense, like the, the injury problems haven't gone away. Like the guys that they're really missing, they're not going to get back. So I, I, I think that Cincinnati scores a bunch of points in this game, and I think the Bengals win. So give me the Bengals minus the two. Yeah. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Bengals laying two. Yeah, one week's not enough for me to trust the Bengals. They looked fantastic. They really did. Um, but they really didn't for, you know, six weeks before that. Uh, yeah, but, like, if, if, if the calf thing is better, and, like, it would make sense that it's getting better over time, is this just not regular Joe Burrow again? Are we just back to be, him being around? Yeah, and that's if you assume that all of their woes came from the injury, but Mixon was running better than he ever was before last week. True. Um, that had nothing to do with the calf of the quarterback. So I, I think they had a really great game. The offense was firing in all cylinders. They looked fantastic, but the bills have been consistent all year. I, I think I feel safer with the bills in this scenario. Um, ah, then again, the bills had a couple off weeks too, but I still think the bills have been playing better football in general. So I'm not ready to trust the Bengals yet. I'm taking the bills. All right. Uh, bye week teams this week. Your boys, Craig, the Denver Broncos, who we discussed, came off a big win over the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, my boys, the Detroit Lions, uh, are on bye as well, coming off a great offensive performance in terms of yards, but not points against the Raiders. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, who look uh, just darn good right now. I know I was kind of fading them with Pittsburgh last week, and uh, that ended up being a mistake, although there were some chances there. You hate to see Mr. Trubisky drop out on the field when you're laying points. Um, last team, the San Francisco 49ers, who added Chase Young uh, to their defense, which has kind of been the weirdly secret sauce that nobody wants to talk about, is that the San Francisco defense has been kind of weirdly mediocre, 16th in DVOA. And um, now they're adding Chase Young, who, uh, for a third, no less, that was... I didn't know That'll that add some pass rush juice right now. Yeah, you're hoping that you're hoping that adds the pass rush that that has been lacking a little bit. Uh, and second straight year they've gone out and got somebody at the deadline. Last year it was McCaffrey, and we'll see if that uh, if Chase Young acquisition works out as well as it does. Last game, Monday nighter, not the sexiest matchup you've ever seen. <coughs> Excuse me, Chargers laying three and a half against the New York Jets. Easy take on this one. This is the hold your nose play of the week. Uh, they somehow pulled off a miracle thanks to the the the, the cowardice of Brian Dable. Uh, but uh, you're you're taking a three and a half with the Jets. There's no way you're laying three and a half on the road with the Chargers against anybody, anybody. So that's all I have to say. There's no way you're taking the sixth rank, the number six ranked DVOA uh, defense. At, at home against the Chargers. You're just doing it. You're, ta- you're holding your nose and you're taking the New York Jets plus three and a half. Billy, what do you think? Yeah, I'm in agreement. I like the Jets better here. I, I think that defense is good enough to slow down the Chargers quite a bit. And when you get into a situation like that, those points become everything. Uh, I like the Jets here to keep it real close. I, I wouldn't hate the money line here either. Oh, nice. Yeah, you know what? I agree. I would take I, I, I would take it. I'm a, likely going to be on the Jets' money line for sure. Craig, what do you think? Chargers laying three and a half in uh, the Meadowlands. Yeah, I uh, I like the Jets. Jets one of I just think that this Jets defense is going to cause them some problems. And, and we've seen that offense get flustered by good defenses before. I like the Jets. 
Uh, okay, so before we move on to our final five, we have a survivor discussion. Uh, if you're keeping track, here's what we've used so far. Uh, Washington. Oh, God, I'm so glad we got real Washington. Buffalo, Kansas City, San Francisco, Miami, the Rams, the Chargers, and the Seahawks are the teams that we have all used. And I'm staring at two names, you guys. Right now, we've been picking on these two teams all year. Um, we've got the Browns facing the Cardinals at home, and we've got the Saints facing the Bears at home. Um, I'm, I know it's P.J. Walker, <coughs> but I, I know we're putting a, a, a Week 9 survivor pool pick in the hands of P.J. Walker, but I'm leaning towards Browns. We're talking about Tommy Toon making his first start on the road against the number two ranked team in, in DVOA. Um, are you with me on the Browns, or would you like? Uh, do you have any other suggestions that you would like to have for our Week Nine Survivor? I think it's Browns or Saints, and I like the Browns better. Yeah, I, 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 I only say Saints from this perspective. Okay. I trust Derek Carr and Taysom Hill more than I do BJ Walker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. All right. So let's see Seattle. Seattle's not better than Arizona. I understand that. But PJ Walker kind of gave away that game in Seattle. The Browns should have won that game. All right. So let's go to the tiebreaker that we have for this one, which is to check all of to check the schedules of the two teams in question here, the New Orleans Saints and the Cleveland Browns. And oh, I hope to God we never have teams again. Yeah, is is you check know like, it, it's just to see if there's any shot we would ever use either of these teams. So here's the Saints. Uh Road games, no, because uh, you're never taking New Orleans on the road unless it's like week 17 or whatever. After that, they uh, they head to Detroit. Or sorry, Detroit comes to New Orleans, no. Uh, Carolina comes to New Orleans. So Car- Carolina comes to New Orleans in a, in a few weeks if we were lucky enough to still be alive. So that's, that's, I could see that being something we use, yeah. Conceivably a spot that we would use. Uh, it looks like the New York Giants are coming to New Orleans too. So... The, the Saints have a couple of spots where we could potentially use them. As for the Cleveland Browns. At Baltimore, uh, absolutely not. Home to Pittsburgh, no. probably not. At Denver, probably. no. You're, you're not at putting Rams, your fantasy. No. no, you're not putting your fantasy. Oh, home Chicago, to Jacksonville. Chicago. Yeah. Home to the Bears. Home to the Bears in December 17th. So that's. That's debatable. So there's two spots. There's potentially one spot down the line where we could use the the Browns and one spot where we could use the Saints. So I I can go either way on this one. Um, Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pencil in the Browns for now. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to tell everybody to pay attention to the... uh, to the official Twitter account for the uh, for the crossover podcast because uh, that might switch to the Saints. But for now, we're gonna we're gonna in pencil, not in pen. We're gonna write down the Cleveland Browns as our Week Nine survivor pick. But just know that we're currently debating between that and the Saints. All right, um, Craig, you had a three one and one week in Week Eight, so why don't you go ahead and kick us off for Week Nine, good sir, with your final five. All right, so let's go with the go with the Rams, and I can have the Browns minus the eight, right? Uh, yeah. Browns minus eight. Mm-hmm. Give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
I'm going to take the Bengals. I was back and forth between them and the Saints. And my last one, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. All right. Billy, week nine, who you got? I, too, will take the Buccaneers. I'm fading you with the Bills. Laying the points with the Browns. Oof, laying the points with the Ravens. Bad man. And I will take the Chiefs. Bet on that Germany game. All right. Uh, I'm going to be with you here on uh, let's make it a clean sweep for the Buccaneers. Uh, I'm laying the Chiefs, laying with the Chiefs with Billy. Uh, Craig, I'm joining you on the Jets bandwagon. Give me the Jets. Uh, I'm taking Carolina. <laughs> and uh, I, I said I was going to do it. Everybody's going to be watching that Cowboys-Eagles game. I'm going to be glued to Colts-Panthers. That's the world I live in. Oh, am I kidding? I'm going to have money on Cowboys-Eagles, too. Uh, I sure am, because the Eagles are going to be my, my final five. I'm laying the three with the Eagles. So Chiefs, Bucks, Panthers, Eagles, Jets. Uh, as always, uh, keep in, in track to the uh, Sunday morning. I always tweet out uh, my final five, which tends to change uh, one or two uh, before we go on. And if these guys let me know they want to change any, I'll uh, tweet it out as well. And stay tuned for if see if we stick with the Cleveland Browns for our survivor. Um, that is it for this week. Crossover Podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and iTunes. Please wait and subscribe. Five stars only. We're also on uh, pretty much any podcatcher that uh, is out there. And if we're not, email us at contact at the crossoverpodcast.com and let us know, and we'll get up on uh, most of the podcatchers. Uh, and as always, you do not have to listen, uh, but please download the Crossover Podcast. And that is it for this week uh next week we'll be back with week 10 and then i think i'm finally going to be getting back on the other side of the podcast sometime next week uh within the next two weeks of the of this particular recording um because i think there's a new marvels the 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 marvel movie the marvels is coming out and i'm interested to see how that goes so uh we'll likely uh talk about that and since it's been a while we'll talk about the current state of uh the marvel cinematic universe which as of us recording this right now is not great so uh we'll see if uh it is indeed uh marty scorsese's wet dream that the mcu is is in the decline and uh the superhero movies will finally start stopping for for the cinephiles out there uh that is it craig bill as always pleasure doing this with you guys uh take care everybody good luck with your bets and we'll talk to you next week on the crossover podcast